Welcome along to episode 17 of Craggy Island Rugby. Game 17. William and Alan are with me. We're in the stand. Uh, I don't know. Anyone else getting deja vu? Clan stand, getting wet, second week in a row. Un- unheard of. That rubbish being played way too loud. Alan's in good form this week. William? Yeah, it's a shocking, and it's also going with a ludicrous video. I don't know quite what it's... It's supposed to welcome us to Galway. Will, will we live here? But anyway, <laughs> play it loud and be proud or something. It's the thousands of Edinburgh fans who've yeah, yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, lads, uh, Edinburgh won the toss, and you're playing against the wind. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll, uh, we'll see how we get on this week when we get the wind. If They're we actually... win by more than we won last week, does that mean you guys were right? Of course, of course, <laughs> of course it does. Okay, William, 20 minutes into the game, we're losing 7-0, playing with the wind. Not looking good today. Well, it's the usual slow Connacht start. Uh, Edinburgh are good value for their lead. They've, uh, they've played a little bit more constructive rugby in abysmal conditions. Uh, obviously, they're playing into the wind. Um, but we're just asleep again, and we're probably trying to play the wrong game here, uh, trying to work around the fringes. So... We'll see. We have turned it around before, but uh, maybe we, tonight's going to be a tough one. Yeah, let's talk again at halftime. Okay, William, half time. Maya Nakora just knocks my penalty over. We're now 13 7 up. Looking a lot better. Well, it's another half of two halves. Uh, Connacht up the pace. They're starting to live with Edinburgh, particularly at the breakdown. A phenomenal tackle by Robbie Henshaw. Uh, led to a phase of play going through and a good try for Connacht and then the yellow card for Edinburgh so yep 13-7 and now in a position to kick on in still very difficult conditions playing into this wind they're just going to have to modify their game a bit and they're down a man now as well they're, they're big second row Toulouse he's been hugely effective in the line out he's gone so we've got a lot to play against the second half but you know from what I could see from about 25 minutes in we started to live up with their physicality they were bullying us up to that point we've got to measure them now let's see what happens in the second half 60 minutes gone we're 13 all we're living in our own 22 yeah well this was always the the worry Alan and uh, they've exploited the conditions really well they're a big physical side they're playing simple one-up rugby kicking it down and we're just trapped Uh, we've made a couple of handling errors again and we've also picked up an awful lot of penalties uh, Mr Hodges doesn't seem to like the way we're doing things it's going to be tough fun at this stage I wouldn't like to call it conditions could come down to an error on either side to maybe get a winning score if we could get a losing bonus out of this I'd be happy because uh, Mr Hodges doesn't like the way we scrummage and we're in big trouble The fans are not happy. We're after losing by 16 points to 13. Um, and a lot of the fans here believe the ref did it, had, did, didn't give us very much tonight. I don't think he gave us anything, really. Um, but hands up, we were we were poor. We just did not adapt to these conditions tonight. Munster last week, 13-7 up at halftime. We turned it around. We were 13-7 up here. We didn't score in the second half, and we didn't really look like we were going to score... 
It was, um, it was a very disappointing night. Uh, we played in the second half a bit like a team that knew they hadn't got quite enough points. And to lose by three is quite galling. It's a bonus point, but it really does make a mess of the whole situation now for that sixth place. They'll have to go back and regroup. A couple of injuries as well. Bundy came off there looking a bit shaky. Yeah, he's, he's just seen him walking by us now. He's, his ankle very badly wrapped. Proud appreciating the effort he put in. And it certainly looks like um, we've got a long haul for the season, but on a, on a plus side, it looks like Glasgow have beaten the Scarlets and denied him a bonus point, so we have actually stretched slightly further up on them. Um, and we've got, you know, games against the Welsh. Whilst they're down players, we'll be down one or two. Hopefully we won't be down too many. But um, a lot of work to do for the rest of the season. All right, we're back for another chat. And uh, for the first time this season, we're not in good form. Alan Deegan. No, pretty good. It um, didn't play the conditions properly and paid for it. Dathan? Uh, deeply frustrating. Very deeply frustrating. Um, you don't play for 25 minutes with the wins. You don't deserve to win. Better team one. William Davis. Simple as that. You've the win in the first half. You don't use it correctly, and it it was a howling gale. And you switch on. We've done it all season tonight. It turned around and bit us on the ass. But just just to continue that, Edinburgh won the toss. Chose to play against the win because they know we are slow starters, and we couldn't afford to. If we if that had been the other way around, we probably could have won that. Especially the way we we played the second half of the first half. We, we got on top, we were starting to play well it wasn't just we used to win, we actually started to play well we started to win contacts we started to get into the game, half time came at a really bad time for us William, I said one word to Batlam for my second question slow starts Like it's just everyone knows about it, we don't even need to explain what I'm talking about Yeah, it's been there all season, we've discussed it and we've talked about the magic half time talk the problem, I think, tonight was Connacht didn't play in the second half like a team that really believed they had enough points on the board from the first half. But did that happen more because they conceded so quickly? I think they came out right... I think they went into halftime with a pep in their step. But when they hit the second half and conceded within 90 seconds, that's what really killed Well, I just don't think they had a plan to actually play either with the wind or against the wind. I don't, I don't think they actually had figured out what they were going to do in either situation. I think for the first time this year, Connacht panicked. They panicked. They realised about 25 minutes in with the win, we don't have the, we haven't enough points, and they started doing crazy stuff. Second half, they went. We definitely they conceding a penalty after 90 seconds. Now, not 100 percent sure what it was for. We'll go with it. Then they really started to panic because something is in their heads. We don't have enough points. We're playing into the gales. These boys are street smart. And you could just see for 20 minutes this half, um, they suddenly went back to Connacht of last year and the year before. Not the Connacht we've seen in every, not the Connacht play against Munster, certainly not. It it was com- it was a it was a real maelstrom of all the things that could possibly go wrong. It got into their heads. Look, let's just park this one. It's done. It was it's not good. Edinburgh are now in the equation for sixth. Let's park it. Let's play the next two games. Take some time off. 
and come back and focus heavily on the Scarlet's game in the middle of February. Just forget, this is done, it's does it, no more. We can't park it yet. I, I think they're back five of the pack. Absolutely outplayed our back five in the back. I think they're... they're um, oh, they're second rows. The, the Toulouse was, was amazing in the line-out. He was incredible. He really dominated after the first... We won the first line-out. We took the ball off him. Um, I don't think we saw it for the rest of the match. He just dominated us completely. The back row, Roddy Grant, was, was phenomenal. He was everywhere. I thought he was everywhere illegally for the most part, but he was everywhere and doing what a back row, good back row should do. You were saying it to me, he was sitting on someone on the, in the ruck. I mean, you know, in terms of the stuff they got up to at the breakdown, there was a point in the first half that I don't think you guys, any of you guys would have seen, but we saw from the commentary position on the far side, the Connacht had an advantage for a penalty under the post, which they scored. But on that advantage, at the next breakdown, uh, Hamish Watson is on the wrong side. He refused to roll away and he played the ball on the ground and the touch judge didn't give us anything from it. It should have been a penalty. A penalty and a yellow card at that time. Yeah, I, I thought Hodges was. I'll, I'll be as polite as I can. It was a curate's egg performance, and that's been very nice to him. Look, what drove me nuts was you saw that, we didn't see that. Finney Beelham got a yellow card for not rolling away, which is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen because two Edinburgh forwards ran in from 10 yards away, right in front of us, and right in front of the touchdown, and sat on them. So he's trying to be making a general effort, and they sat him, so he can't move. Hodges waited 10 seconds and then pinged him for not rolling away, despite the fact everybody saw these two forwards running. The next two rocks that we had were right in front of us again, and it was exactly the same. No call. It was just an awful, awful... I mean, it's not why we lost. It's not why we lost. But it didn't help, and I think that was another thing that got into the connect heads, the referees against us. Stupid, shouldn't to just play everything, every 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 rock, every play on its own merits. But definitely, they were miles more streetwise. Played the smarts. Time wasting in a rugby match that blatant. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, everybody, Edinburgh were fantastic. Were fantastic for these conditions yeah. in this game, and everybody else really was. Just to add to the praise for Edinburgh, their front row. I mean, you said that, the, that they were outplayed in the back, row, the second row in the back row. But like Dickinson, outstanding performance at least tonight. Ross Ford. Rock solid throughout, and then a tight head WP Now They got all the penalties, and they, they dominated scrum. Yeah, well, I'm not going to make a judgment on that until I see the match at home, because I couldn't see why he was penalising us and not them. Yeah. There was no way we were wrong the whole time. Well, one thing that might help you is one time Leighton Hodges went to the far side of the scrum, and that one time he went to the far, it was right at the end, George Newton picked and drove at the base scrum. That one time it actually didn't go down, so maybe that's a little hint. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm saying I'm not going to make a judgment when I go home and have a look at it and have a better look at it, hopefully, from the TV. But then the weather conditions are so crap, I'm not sure that TV pictures will give us a better look at it. Again, it's the inconsistency. You're talking about that penalty. Now, I don't know what caused that penalty, but your commentary said it was because somebody lost their footing. There was a, there was a scrum, one of the last scrums. Beelham is, is on the ground 100% horizontal. Now, that's something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. And he just let it go. You're thinking, how can a prop end up completely horizontal on the ground and it not be something for either side? It just makes no It's the inconsistency that was, was doing people's heads. In. Yeah, it was inconsistent and it was a, a bit lazy. Um, I was watching him. He seems to get caught out of position. Yeah, and, John Cooney ran into And him. he's a long way from the actual place. And then he comes sprinting up and then he runs backwards again. But that didn't cause us to lose the game. I mean, the first, okay. first, we've got to be blunt. The first, first half performance, me and Akora, I thought, had a terrible first half because... We were running around, intricate passing movements in midfield. We weren't making a yard. 
put your boot to the ball, turn round a huge back three, six foot five uh, fullback, make him turn in that wind, make him catch the ball, chase after them and put pressure on them. We didn't do that. We kept putting pressure on ourselves. And I think then, uh, we, yeah, panic is. We did start to panic actually. I just wonder if you know we've just come off three Inter pros in a row. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, we had an eight-day yeah. rest from it, but like we were off the pace. We were, we were pretty lethargic. Um, someone I was talking to earlier said that she reckoned that they were lazy. You know, we were tackling too high. I was, you know, giving out the fact that hang on, last week we were going down, you know, going down low, tackling them low. This side were, I think, even bigger than than uh, Monster. Yet we were trying to tackle them up high, um, which maybe is, I don't know. You, you go out, you look at, you have to do on a great win. You have to play in a great game against Monster in similar conditions. You think you just have to turn up and do it again. You wonder if there's a slight, slight mental tiredness over the fact that you have to raise yourself. For those games, like seriously, raise yourself for the Inter pros, um, and and maybe this comes back to you know where we're we do have a, a smallish, a smallish panel, uh, especially a smallish panel of guys who know what they're doing. Car- McCartney's played practically every game since he's arrived. Bundy's played practically every game since he's arrived. Um, and no. now he could be injured. No, he's injured. He definitely he was he was going down with a seriously big ice pack on his ankle. Yeah, our hope right now is. Can he make it for the Scarlets game? I don't think we care less about whether he's going to come back to the Challenge Cup right oh, now. We'd be delighted week. if he's back to the No, Scarlet. next week I don't care. I don't care. All I care about is the Scarlets. The fact that they didn't get a bonus point tonight is, you know, a little bit of a boon for us. They that. led at half-time 7-5, yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we got there. We, we got a bonus point. So we've gone slightly further ahead of them. And level pegging with Edinburgh. The fact that we won in Edinburgh, it's like you lost one of your away games now. You know, in the sense... That was a bonus. This is a, a negative. I'm not, I, I, like some positive in that. Yeah, right? yeah. There's no way. I mean, we, we're not trying to make a silk purse of ourselves here. This was a poor performance, a poor result, just poor full stop. Every team is going to have this. The, what you don't want is for it to become habitual. Because if you're looking for the glasses half full, we bet Monster last week and we took a bonus point tonight. But if you're looking for the glasses half empty, we've won one in four in the league. That is a problem. Um, hopefully, like I said, we park this game. Not necessarily the performance, as in we park the game, we'll, do, we'll analyse the performance. I'm Mr. Bajay's performance. Go out and have some fun in La Rochelle. Take it to South Sea. Maybe send the same 15 guys who went to Bayonne and did so well. Give the guys a rest. Bundy won't play next week. Whether Robbie will play next week, I don't know. But, they, but I mean, suddenly the rest and the injuries. You look at your three first, your, your two tw- guys he's played at 12 most often. Dave Mack, who is a fantastic player but very injury prone. Ronaldson. And Bundy, and you know, he's no, no Ronaldson, no Bundy. He, he has a little less wiggle room for Exeter, a little less wiggle room for, for Lowry They don't matter. Get Bundy, Craig, all the injured boys, guys who came off, bumps them up. Anybody with sort of mental tiredness, no one, give them a rest. Give them, two, give them four or five weeks off. Yeah, we've, we've, we've parked everything. We've, done, we've talked a lot about parking tonight. <laughs> we're parking the match. We're parking the referee. We're not parking the overall context of the season. Kind of gain a point on the Scarlets. That's, that's a, some bit of grace. But we would have expected that. They were way too glad. Yeah, we, we would have done. Um, the, only, the only issue is um, we've let Edinburgh back into this race a little bit yeah. now. Uh, we could have probably closed them out this evening if we'd won. That's all they can do. They're going to look at the performance. They're not going to be happy about it. Scarlet's game on February the 7th, I think, is now absolutely... You have to win, do they? 
Yeah. Yeah, like we're talking about, like, you know, I don't know if we would have said, if we had been Edinburgh, I don't know if we would have said they have to win in, in Cletley, but I think we're going to say that. Um, well, they're going to have to, they're going to have to try, but I mean, it's, it's a very, we've never won there, as far as I know, and it's a very difficult place. They play exceptionally well at home, and they play very badly on the road, as they've probably shown tonight in probably horrendous conditions in Glasgow, but that's what they have to target. They've, when, you, when you're in this position, it, the pressure becomes a game like that. If you'd won tonight, you could have gone over there. You can say let it go, but they are now under real pressure to go and win one of the first two games in Wales. They've got the Dragons the following week, then they're back here for Benetton, then they're going to Cardiff. That's up four games in a month. They've got to win two of them. Well, we're still five points ahead. We're five points ahead of Edinburgh and we're five points ahead of Scarlets. So we're not, you know, it's not maybe as big as, you know, it might possibly be. It would be, you know, if we can get over there and even get a losing bonus point, we're still, you know, we're still two points ahead of them. You know, Pat, Pat Lamb said there, just there, he asked someone, how did the game go? Right, well, I guess we finished this block of games now and we're five points ahead of the seven place team. So, you know, he just summed it up with that. So he certainly was thinking that. Yeah, and Obviously I think he's it's, trying to paint a silver lining. I think what, what makes the next four games so important is that the final three games are Ulster, Leinster and Ospreys. So, like, our chances of getting Leinster. points... Ulster, or, or, um, Glasgow. sorry. We're away to Munster, we're home to Ulster, we're home to Glasgow and home to the Ospreys. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The issue is the Scarlets have Benetton away, Zebre away... If you get down to that part of the season and you're suddenly having to win two out of three of those last games, that's a huge ask at any time. We'd like to get there, though. And like, Do you lose a bit of confidence now, Dave, that this team can win in Clannately? They usually play well during, during that part of the year, even in the worst of times. Actually, I, I'm on the opposite. I'm completely the opposite. I think we'll win in Clannately. And, and if we're going to... I think we'll win in Clannately because the, re, the one the massive was, and we need to say it, last word in this... There's a little, maybe there was just a tiny bit of complacency after last week in this team. That has been kicked out of them tonight. They know they have to go to the Scarlets and win there. I would be slightly more worried, bizarrely, of us going to the Dragons. A bit like, again tonight, a game which in your heads you know you should win. It's one of the, if they do like, pick up the points in the head-to-head battle against the Scarlets, it'd be massive. Well, I'm thinking, that's one thing, where we are more, that's one thing, as of now, I'm thinking we are more likely to beat the Scarlets than we are to beat the Dragons. Not that the Dragons are better than the Scarlets, not by some way, but just the way sometimes conduct works. Put, a, put us under a little bit of pressure, moment where we have to dig out of performance. We saw last week, we really, sh- I mean, on paper, we should have lost last week, and we didn't, we won it quite comfortably. Against Glenetley, in, in Wales, Elegram, we never win at, we should be able to win that. But weirdly, I'd be more worried about a game where, we're, on paper, we should win. Treviso here, Dragons away. Games where we should, in theory, like... Zebra away. Zebra, exactly. Those games which we will make unnecessary... A bit like tonight, we make these games that we're supposed to win unnecessarily hard for ourselves, and eventually we came unstuck as we did tonight. Whereas a monster game, we can, we can make it as hard as we like for ourselves and still come out with a win. I think also, but like I said, an awful lot of any complacency... Any we have, we're in, anything is in the bag at the moment, which shouldn't be there. Any, even the one ten percent of it that might have been there, that's been kicked tonight. They know they cannot play play that, that again. And probably a game against the Scarlets to come back on is just exactly what this teams need because they don't have, they can't be complacent going over there. We just don't win there. And we also have Heenan will be back. Jake Heenan. It's like it's like a new signing. I love that cliche in sports. It'll be there, and, and hopefully Nathan White, because hopefully Nathan White won't come back from injury and go straight into the Ireland squad. Oh, yeah. Although that's a possibility. But that could be the problem with the Scarlets. If you, if you, Marty Moore's back for Leinster, so Marty Moore's probably jumped ahead of Nathan. 
possibly Rodney and you never know and and also for some reason Stephen Arch is considered better than both of them so we wouldn't really we'd be disappointed for our players but because it's so important we'd be delighted to have them available for those key games the other good thing I suppose William is the next home game is Treviso in March and in one sense it's an awful wait for a home game in this competition I should stress because we've got an extra next week but at least the weather is nah, I'm not going to I'm not going to predict the weather at any time here in Goy <laughs> but you know <laughs> it could be snowing um, I was asking a question and then I realised there's no point here <laughs> um, <laughs> answer that <laughs> well it'll be a fine sunny day I predicted the weather would be brilliant in March and Goy um, but anyways listen uh, uh, are you happy enough to, to, that you still believe this team is on track for, for being able to achieve the top, top six because for me I, I just think it's more of a knock than you do I, 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 uh, Dave I, I just I just really think it's a big setback mm, I'm not as optimistic as Dave the, the problem is we we'll stay in this corner over here we, we, we just we just don't win away games and we don't pick up bonus points away that's it's an Achilles heel and we get pinged for it a lot and if you if you look at these four games we've just had we should have won in Ulster but we didn't and we've made it really hard now because we've we've been almost backing the fact that we were going to win nearly every home game yeah I would pick the Dragons as a more definable option I think it's just a place that everybody seems to struggle when they go there but they'll see who's fit and up and away OK we're going to go to some audio uh, Pat Lamb and I'm going to hear maybe a few words from Alan Solomons as well who's a very happy coach then we'll be back to preview Exeter Right Pat um, that's a big setback so there's just no way of looking at it any different I guess yeah, it is. I mean, we're, we're, dis- we're disappointed, um, you know, to lose on our ground for the first time this year. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was going to be a monumental effort. You know, the, the toss we were after, we got it last week, we didn't get it this weekend. So um, so when we had the win, we needed to pile some pressure and some points on. And, you know, we gave away a soft try from one defensive error and they, they made a line break and then we were sloppy around that line. So that was disappointing. Um, you know, they were, oh, I said, they're powerful and direct. And they, you know, we were struggling with the um, with the contact Um and, uh, you know, they, they did very well on holding us up. It was very messy in there. Our ball was slowed down. Um, but, you know, at 13-7, I knew it probably it's, that's not enough. But I challenged the fellas that this is going to be a monumental effort. You know, the biggest challenge we've had this season, if we can get out there in those conditions, which is the worst of my, my experience, to, um, you know, to hold out on a six-point lead. Um, so to, to do that, uh, to... to to, to lose by three is it was 14 men. Um, I also mentioned discipline was going to be massive, and some of the penalties that we gave away um, or we didn't get was you know, was frustrating. Um, you know, there's a few boys that are pretty disappointed, but ultimately we've got to go through the process, have a look at it because um, the fact that, that you know you can see our halfbacks they had no clear passage to to play and. Um, they did very well at getting away was was slowing it all up, but they are a good side, um, and particularly in these conditions. And um, um, you know, I'm proud of the boys. Uh, we were there, hanging in there, hanging in. But six points wasn't wasn't enough. And um, you know, at the end of the day, we got a bonus point, and that's what it is. And uh, yeah, slow starts. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've talked about it, and we, you know, and. Uh, 
um, you know, again, it's something we just got to we got to be better at, um, you know, because we know that we we got the legs to hang in there. But I think part of the thing was that we're disappointed was uh, we were riding tackles too high. We were, you know, we weren't getting off the line quick enough, and um, and you need to do that against a team like that before they get momentum. The line was a massive battle. The breakdown was a massive yeah. battle. And if you go by penalty count or go by turnovers, I suppose obviously they won it really. Yeah, well, the penalty counts an interesting one, um, you know, but we'll go through that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a tough night for the hookers, for the line-outs, and, uh, you know, uh, certainly, um, you know, we've, we've taken a few uh, few knocks on the injury side of it too, and, you know, we were struggling at the end there with, I think we were close to having only 13 men with Bundy uh, gone too, but, um, you know, it's, it's just a tough night for rugby, and um, at the end of the day, we, we, we it just wasn't quite enough, and, you know, despite, um, you know, getting uh, dominated in that, uh, in that first half. Bundiaki? Um, ankle, uh, rolled his ankle, or, well, twisted his ankle into contact, you know, was, uh, you know and it's the way he, he runs into contact, and uh, he's pretty dynamic, and he just, I think he just got twisted, but again, we'll, we'll know a bit more um, you know, in the next 24 hours, he's, it's straight away on ice, so I think he'll go into a moon boot and be in crutches, uh, just to take weight off, because this next 24 hours is crucial. Yeah, and it was a big, big win for us tonight. Um, then I cannot do a good side. The unbeaten at the sports ground. We watched their game against Munster. Thought they really did well. They deserved that win. And it's a convincing win. I mean, Munster are a really good side, as we all know. Um, so we knew it was going to be tough. And what makes it tougher, obviously, coming off the back of that big win against Glasgow, you know, invariably one does get a dip, a little bit of a dip in performance. But I thought the guys tonight were really, really good. Connacht are always, and even in my time in Ulster, I think they're a much better side than they were in those days. But you never came to the sports ground and had an easy night. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I think Pat's done a grand job. I think they're a good team. Uh, and um, we knew we were going to have our work cut out tonight. I think the big thing was uh, winning the toss, playing into the wind, and I thought we did really well. We had a little error when we were deep on attack, and the consequences, they got back into our territory, and they got uh, we had a yellow card, and then the penalty try came because we were down uh, to seven men in the forwards. And I think that was a big, you know, a big thing for them. Instead of uh, perhaps being 7-6 down at half-time, they were suddenly up uh, 13 points to seven. But we felt that um, if we didn't adopt the attitude that the wind was going to do it for us, we were patient and composed. We got down into their territory, the points would come. Young Sammy Klein has done exceptionally well. Uh, he's a really, really grand young player and a good kicker, showed good temperament. Um, and I think the guys did really well under the conditions for both sides were extremely difficult out there, that's for sure. OK, just a, a kind of little grasp of the mood in this, uh, in this podcast this week. William just turned around to me and said, is that it? Not yet, William. Not yet. There's a little bit more to go. Come on, let's stay positive, guys. Extra, Alan. We have to preview it. Woo! Challenge Cup. It's such a huge competition. On the plus yeah. side, there'll be like 400 extra fans milling around City. So that should be a bit of fun. Yeah, I'm just looking at Edinburgh's next game is against the Ospreys. You know, during the, during the Six Nations. Last year... So will Edinburgh. No, they won't. No, Edinburgh will lose quite a lot of the players. Well, actually, a couple of... No, they won't. This is podcast gold, guys. <laughs> the last back line that Scotland picked, all bar one, we think it was Lidl or Scrum Half, was, was a Glasgow player. And so were the two subs. Edinburgh, God damn it. Go, Hidalgo, Klein, Klein will go. 
maybe vis- visceral go that's it they're going to lose nobody a couple of the forwards that Burnley lad at 12 what a game he had because he kicked us into the corners he's a super he's like a sec- second five ace anyways they have so many there's so many Southern Hemisphere players they, they, yeah, they really should got, be they have two home games in a row now they have Ulster next they have Ulster after they've played they played Ospreys wow uh, Ulster Actually, that's, that's the first game we've lost against the team below us this year Oh, there's a good stat. All right, hey, ex- how do we manage? I said, can we preview Exeter, William? Can you can you help me here? Uh, yeah, I can. Look, Exeter. Um, that's maybe a good game to have. It's a it's going to be a shootout cup tie. It's very simple. You need to win. If you win by stop them getting a bonus point, you've set yourself up for just a win in France to top the group. If you lose, you've got to go to France, get a bonus point, and hope for the best. You might be second place. So it's very simple. It'll be a Cup game, they're going to come here pretty confident. They're cocky enough side. They're playing London Irish on Sunday. If they win that, they're going to go back up to about third in the Premiership. They, however, have Bayon in their last game, and then, like everybody, they've got a two week gap, which means they can bring a strong side here because they're going to beat Bayon at home no matter who they pick. So I expect them to turn up here with a very strong team. And it's it's hard to call. I, I don't know how we deal with injuries. I can't imagine Robbie Henshaw playing in it because he's played the 80 minutes tonight. Kieran Marmion, I, I don't know. Look, they'll have to... Monday morning, who's injured, who's ready to go? And The only reason I think Henshaw might play is that he hasn't played a whole hell of a lot since the, the November games. And then there'd be another two... So if he didn't play next week, there'd be three weeks before he plays the next game. It's, 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 it's possible, yeah. It's, you just don't know how they're going to shape up and how what the demands of I mean when all the injuries are in from all the teams Ireland will make their decisions about I thought tonight Kieran Marmion who didn't have a very good game but we've, we've parked the game he was taken off after 53 minutes I suspect that was an Ireland I thought, call I thought there was an Ireland call yeah. and Rodney Au disappeared after 48 minutes similar thing so yeah I got that feeling as well I also think Henshaw might play because he played 40 minutes against Exeter in October when we didn't think he was going to play so maybe 40 minutes or something Dave yeah. any, any thoughts on uh, well my first thought is it's clashing with the, the final round of the FBD which is not not too pleasing for, for, for me <laughs> FBD <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a I'm big sorry, Gaelic football pure, fan pure, here pure, purely based on the fact that the university should have beaten Mayo last week and uh, but, uh, get, it's like rugby in August football in January I mean I love both sports but nonsense at this time of the year um Sorry, folks. I'm just looking for it. I want to hear. I want to see the Slade guy that everybody's raving about. He's good. He is good. Who say? They say Steenson, who's been very solid, and has basically helped Exeter get to where they are. Probably the least well, least known Irish out half that because he's never he never even comes into any form of consideration. I'd like to see how Slade. I'd like to see his kid Cowan Dickey. Is he any good? I'd like to see how Exeter play. Frankly, we win it. Fabulous. We don't win it. Ah, well, it's not the competition we're going to. You know, not a competition that gives you too much to get too excited about. So, so it's all about Scarlets in February, lads. Uh, the, the only thing, we've now only got four home games left in the Pro 12 between now and May, which is an extraordinary gap. So it would actually be nice to have a, a European quarter final. It would just be another chance to get people up here, especially and and to, in better weather. Well, you would hope you would hope <laughs> in April that it would be better weather and I yeah, predict it. Well, <laughs> hey, listen, you get ready for your final thoughts, William. You're last, Dave. You're second. Alan has one to start. This is this is get it all off your chest, guys. Whatever's bothering you, preferably to do with sport, otherwise it could get weird. Stadium announcers, there's good ones like we have here, and I I think 
Sloppy does a fantastic job. He's really good with the crowd. He's really good with the guys, and he's entertaining. But the announcement don't have to be as loud as they are made. It makes it impossible. The music they play is too loud. The crowds can make their own noise. They don't. That's not canned clapping either. They don't need to be helped to make noise. They don't need to be drowned out while they're trying to have a discussion, you know, about the game and get themselves into the game by some loud ads and music and there was one ad for Connacht Rugby tonight that had the noise of a storm <laughs> on a storm night <laughs> they put noise of a storm into the stadium uh, it was just it was just, and that, like it's, it's one reason why I won't go to the Aviva because the guy in the Aviva is the worst ever but they've actually curtailed him and they have he was he is a completely reformed character after the, the November internationals this year he's obviously had his wings clipped and it was actually a pleasant experience up there for the Australia game oh, that's, 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 that's good to hear because it was one of the main reasons I wouldn't go because I did this idea and it started from the first time you know the first game they had in there and the guy says let's have a big Aviva welcome like I nearly got up and walked out Aviva welcome <laughs> I don't know I don't work for them I don't know how to give an Aviva welcome it's just a case the fans can make their own noise they don't need to be helped along of course in, Sc- yeah. in Scotland internationals when a player goes down injured they play chart music in between if you remember 2005 down in, in New the Zealand Lions. oh my god the Lions tour all the pa- and we, we were standing there looking at what, what's going on guys what, what's this music they're playing it was a different song every time there was a break in play yeah, yeah. you're going to go no I'm not here to be entertained I'm here to watch a rugby match can you see the Muppets who press play in those things oh. and thinking oh I've got the perfect song for this oh, injury get out of sports seriously go do something else oh that's my rant over as well Dave rant uh, try to change well, something rant uh, first of all if you want okay, if you want music during an injury get the Ponty Preed supporters over they'll sing a song for just about any occasion um, I love them by the way guys I'm best fans in Europe definitely going to go to a Pony Preve game I don't care who they're playing or even if they're not playing I'm just going to turn up at Sardi Park um, like to say uh, thank you to Northampton Saints for rescuing JJ from his imprisonment <laughs> um, there, um, but also also we're, gonna, we're in the city season the certain rumours about players going to Leinster are gaining momentum they're not Robbie there are other players being mentioned to Leinster one in particular we need that would be my it's not really a rant it's more a, it's more a case of listen guys if you hear something unless you have facts to back it up don't don't put it up on boards it's just it's a self it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy it's annoying if you know something and you have the facts to back it up then you can say it if you don't don't speculate speculate just drives people mad yeah, yeah great uh, William final thoughts they don't even have to be a rant uh, well, I did my rant last week, so I'm not going to do Why that. are we playing Treviso <laughs> on the same day we play England 15 minutes after it? It should be aired every week. I'll make sure it is for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I might actually write a letter. I don't, I don't know if that's still in fashion to write letters, but I might do. We'll, we'll just pause for a second. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the Sandmore breaking down. <laughs> God damn it, we nearly got to the end of this podcast. Disappointing. It was a game I thought they'd win. Uh, all they can do is move on as quickly as possible. I think the Exeter game is a good chance and gear up for St. Eckley. Sunday afternoon at a quarter to one, a bizarre time. It's live on Welsh Channel 4. That is going to be a huge game. Now, divided opinion here, I don't think, I, I don't think we'll get anything over there. But it's, well, it's, 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 it's massive because if they get that bit closer to us, then it's going to become a real dogfight to the end of the season. This is how a podcast ends. Everyone's walking away. Is anyone going to carry this bag? What bag? Your own bag. I'll carry my own bag. That's fine.
We'll be back next week, folks. If you have any minions you can spare for Rob for the extra game, please. Oh, yeah, email. We oh, that's a good point. At Craggy Rugby Pod is the twi- Twitter account. Email, well, well, we don't have an email. Rob at knockon.ie will get me, so do that if you want to talk to me and abuse me. And, oh, please comment. Like us and comment us on, on iTunes to get us into the chart somewhere so people, more people can find out who we are. Reviews drive us up the charts. Indeed, indeed, indeed. We wish to be the Katy Perry of comic podcasts. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.